Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond the Experiences. My name is Anand. I thought I'd speak with you today about Malala. This is in continuation of the series that I'd started of uh, extraordinary stories that are hidden under the facade of ordinariness in uh, small towns of India. Malala is one such. It's a real place, an ordinary town, a very small village, but it hides a strange story. A story involving ancient sages, kings, mythology, legends, history, drugs, you name it, it's got it. To understand this, you get to know the ancient sage, uh, Jamadagni. So a bit of Hindu mythology here. Let me start with the ancient times. And like all ancient stories start with, once upon a time, many centuries ago, there was a sage called Jamadagni. He was one of the Saptarishis, the seven great sages in the current Manvantara, the seventh Manvantara according to Hindu mythology. His wife was Renuka, very famously virtuous and all of that. Uh, Parashrama, the, the sixth avatar of Vishnu, was his youngest son, according to legend. He was a guru of uh, Karna in the Mahabharata and, 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 and the founder of my home state, Kerala, in South India. It said that he reclaimed land from the sea and thus created Kerala. So he threw his axe into the sea and uh, uh, he commanded Varuna, the god of the oceans, to retreat till where the axe was. And that's how Kerala was formed. He was a warrior saint, Parushram. And Jamadagni, before him, was also a warrior saint. There have been many legends around him. Apparently, he was so powerful that even the gods were scared of him. There's one legend, there's an interesting legend about sage Jamadagni. He once got very upset with the sun god, Surya. So he shot arrows at him. Surya got fairly nervous at this and decided to try and soothe the sage's anger. He gave him gifts. What do you think he gave him? Okay, here's a hint. The sage got angry because there was too much of heat that the sun god was providing. Now guess what could be the gift? Two inventions to help mankind deal with the heat. What do you think they are? The air conditioner? No, something even more basic. The sandal, the humble sandal and the umbrella. That's when it came into Jamadagni. And even now people there, uh, uh, I will tell you about it. And Jamadagni kind of settled in Malana and I'll tell you about how in Malana, even now people make sandals and umbrellas. Okay, back to our legend. Now, Renuka, Jamadagni's wife, the sage Jamadagni's wife, was famous for her chastity, her devotion to her husband, etc. But suspicion, you know, that lurks in the best of minds. So Sage Jamadagni once suspected her and he ordered his sons to behead her. All his sons um, refused. Parashrama, the youngest, obliged. Of course, later uh, the sage brought her back to life and all of that. That's another story. Another legend is about a king who wished to possess uh, Kamadhenu. Kamadhenu was the divine cow. Yeah. It was in Hindu mythology. It was in Sage Jamadagni's care. The sage refused to give it and the king, you know, you know how kings are, took the cow away by force. Parashrama got fairly upset at this. He killed the king, the entire army, the family, the sons and everything and brought the cow back. The king's sons who were left took revenge. They came back and stabbed the sage 21 times and then beheaded him. Parashrama obviously got fairly upset at this and thus started his legendary retribution. He killed the murderer princess. He ought and conducted genocide against the entire Kshatriya caste. The Kshatriya caste is a caste of the warriors and the kings. And he did it for the next 21 generations. So he'd spare the children, allow them to grow and then go kill them. Quite a revenge, isn't it? 
these are all legends but you know uh, the buddha in the ancient mahavaka has mentioned chisait jamadagni's name as one of the original recipients of the sacred uh, knowledge of the vedas so maybe there's some truth in the entire thing this town that i was telling you about malana is where the uh, is, is the place where the great sage lived it's near kasol in himachal pradesh of north india jamadagni is supposed to have prayed to the gods for suggestions on a place to stay so he wanted nature he wanted isolation lord shiva suggested malana and uh, the sage promptly arrived here unfortunately there was a rakshasa called banasura who was in control of this territory banasura was an asura jamadagni was a warrior saint obviously a fight ensued it ended with a compromise neither of them won but it entered so they ended with a compromise and the compromise is interesting a divorce between administration and judiciary banasura handles administration judiciary was under sage jamadagni the judiciary are tad more powerful than the administration you think that sounds familiar this was the first democracy and this is many many years ago a language was created it's called the kanashi language even today it's mandatory for those living in malana not to be shared with others outside the place it still exists the customs and rituals from that ancient age like an animal sacrifice to banasura before any religious occasion etc still exists there's an ancient temple here that's uh, dedicated to the sage jamadagni the villagers pray to him as jamlu rishi they call him jamlu devta etc the priest of the temple is a hereditary post for many generations he rules on behalf of jamlu rishi who still considered the king there are also other elected courtiers who handle the regular administrative jobs like land revenue policing justice etc this village my friends follows no other rules it's a tiny democracy in itself possibly the oldest in the world they are actually governed from ancient times from say jamadagni's times by two houses of parliament the lower house which is called kanishtha house which is called jayishtham malana has existed since ancient times 1000 feet above sea level on the banks of the river called malana in the parvati valley near kulu massive peaks of the chandarkhani and the deoteba and therefore it's completely isolated from the rest of the world less than an estimated 2000 people about 200 households let's say living here a quarter of them speak kanashi they believe they have the purest aryan genes the legend is that there are they are the descendants of a bunch of alexander the great soldiers these soldiers were those who deserted alexander's army when he came in here to conquer india and uh, when alexander retreated these guys just ran away in fact if you look at the residents they do look uh, distinctly non indian from the hair color eye color skin etc any generations of inbreeding so lots of diseases deterioration of health and all of that they don't marry outside of the place they've existed as a democracy since long never been part of any kingdom they never even paid taxes to the british you know the famous british probably collected taxes from trees and animals of india also you know for paid taxes to the british which is amazing the one emperor who tried to collect taxes was the mughal emperor akbar he too quickly withdrew so in the 16th century akbar came in and he showed disrespect to the village he asked for taxes and stuff but was immediately struck with leprosy after that someone told him that you know you've got to go and pray here and stuff he then uh, propitiated the deity was cured and since then the mughals did not collect tax from the village 
it is said that there is inside the temple which outsiders are not allowed to enter or even touch silver goat that the emperor akbar had presented to jamlu devta every year there's a procession that happens there's a village festival called fagli there's a procession that happens outsiders aren't allowed inside the temple as i told you so you really can't be sure about this this was a land that was lost for many years and then an anthropologist called colin rosser he heard lots of stories about this place rumors about this place a secret village in the himalayas in 1952 he walked from a place called nagar almost inaccessible path and then he discovered this village he wrote about it in a scientific paper since then it's come up on the map of course nowadays it's all changed there's a malana hydro power station it's it's fairly accessible to the world now proper roads are there till the malana village trekking gate the closest bus stop is a place called jari and healthcare education far more accessible i am in a middle school by the way though not many students enrolled in this but there are the price of development as we know is that beauty is slowly being ruined traditions are dying out over tourism has happened so the village administration now has ordered all guest houses and restaurants in the village to close they implemented it these orders from the king jamlu rishi spoken through the priest the sacred language of malana kanashi that i spoke about it was once prescribed in the ancient ages it's said to be that of the rakshasas who lived here it's called kanashi or raksh different from any of the languages in the surrounding some say, some say it's a mixture of sanskrit and some tibetan it's more of a tibetan burmese language than an indo european one miracle that it survived probably due to its isolation by the way it does seem similar to greek but maybe that's just my uh, imagination or fact traditional occupation of this village has been making items from hemp so they make baskets they make slippers etc slippers you know Remember the legend of how the god Surya gave a sandal to sage Jamadagni once. So in honor of that basket slippers etc made from hemp. They also grew grew maize and potato. The Malani is traditionally bartered. They bartered ghee, wool, honey, birds etc with other villages in Kulu. In return they got salt, food and other necessities. Nowadays this is stopped. Another crop is sustaining the economy. Very interesting crop. The big source of revenue in recent times is marijuana. Malana grows the finest strain of marijuana and cannabis indica. Some of the best hashish in the world. A strain of cannabis hashish called Malana cream. You must have heard of it. If you have not, you are hearing about it now. The weather here in the Parvati Valley is perfect for growing cannabis. The villagers knew about it. They used it for medicine and to make hemp products. Around the time of the swinging sixties, Malana was discovered by the swingers. So the legend is there's an Italian called Glenu who came here and stayed in the late 60s. He taught the villagers to make charas, the local name for hashish, using a technique of rubbing. So they just rub it together till they get the essence out. They still use the same process. The man, very high price because of the quality. The place post this changed forever. It slowly became a magnet for drug tourism. There is only one crop in a year in September to October, enough for the entire year. they produce okay this is an estimate more than 10000 kg of cannabis from about 600 acres of cannabis cultivation think of it even now tourism is the biggest source of revenue i have seen malana cream listed in the green cafes of amsterdam on the menus listed as the best and most expensive hashish around high oil content fragrant aroma it's supposed to be the best in the world 
painstaking manual labor through which they produce it. The live car is rubbed repeatedly between the hands. Casein comes out, it, it's pulled out to form a sticky layer of hashish across the palm. This is then scraped off the palm and collected and sold. Consumers of this uh, burn a bit of it, mix it in tobacco and smoke it for a high that they say is the best in the world. In the early 90s, Malana Cream won the competition in the hashish in the cannabis cup in Amsterdam. is generally the place where such kind of fun competitions happen. The villagers consider the village to be the oldest democracy in the world. They believe their village was the original abode of Jamadagni or Jamlu Devta. All decisions are made by invoking him. A villager serves as an oracle. The decision is given uh, uh, a God-ordained one. Reminds you of the oracle of Delphi in ancient Greece, doesn't it? When I was in Delphi in Greece, um, someone told me there that uh, this is where the oracle of Delphi sat. And just below it, there's supposed to be a crack on the earth through which hallucinogenic gases uh, come out. Sounds similar, doesn't it? They also believe that they're the remnants, like I told you, of a forgotten band of Greek soldiers. The army was in 326 BC. That's when the historic uh, Battle of Hydaspes happened between Alexander and King Porus. So some members of the Greek army settled down near the river Bias and then Malana. They didn't go back. That's why Malana is called the Athens of the Himalayas. Or Athens of the Himalayas, depending on how you'd like to pronounce it. Greek connection is questionable though. You know, the gene typing happened uh, of the Malanese. It indicates an Indo-Aryan rather than a Greek origin. Um, a few ancient temples here. One is the main Jamlu temple and the other is the Renuka Devi temple. The temples have lots of intricate carvings. What I'm saying is about the exterior of the temple. The interior is reputedly even more beautiful, but I can't be sure since outsiders are not allowed to enter the temples. This is a place where they believe that they are superior to outsiders and can they can get contaminated by touch. All outsiders here are treated as friendly, but they'll not tolerate you touching anything. Their temple, goods, nothing. So even if when you buy goods at the shop, they expect you to leave money on the counter, then take the goods off the counter where they place it. You purchase stuff on the street, you place money on the ground, weigh it down with a stone, pick up the purchase stuff from the ground. Let's say you there is some inadvertent contact with you. The villagers rush off for a bath. In case an outsider touches a house or the temple wall, he or she has to pay a fine. What's the fine for? It's to pay for an animal sacrifice to purify the polluted object. This could be a tradition to ensure avoidance of communicable diseases, by the way, given their prolonged isolation. But it does give you the feeling of being an untouchable. By the way, the locals consider even their language Kanashi as sacred. They do not allow outsiders to use it. Lots of strange rules in this place. Jamlu Devata makes these rules, communicates them through the village council. Consider some of these, you know, no damaging trees by fixing of nails on them. No burning wood in the forest, sir. Only dry branches to be carried out of the forest. Only the council can give permission to hunt in the forest. They sanction hunting only for protection. Even if they hunt for protection, the hunters have to deposit the fur of the animal in the temple. If a villager goes to the police, he or she has to pay a fine to the council. Can you beat that? Yeah, in the case of a difficult decision in the court of the council, each of the parties brings a lamp. Cut is made on the front leg of each lamp. Poison is placed inside in the leg sooner. The person whose lamp dies first loses the case. No chicken in the village. No leather goods. Heavy penalty on outsiders trying to speak their language, Kanashi. Even imitating a local speaking the language invites a penalty. On personal conduct, there are even more stringent rules. Every village is equal, irrespective of profession. 
you are not allowed to take alcohol inside. Tipplers have to head to Jari for their fix. Like I said, they sacrifice a lamb to purify an object if an outsider. Alani people have to purify themselves before eating or entering the house in case they touch. Reminds you of our COVID-19 induced social isolation, doesn't it? Malani's cannot eat food cooked by an outsider. They can eat outside the valley, away from Jamlu Devta's line of sight. Marriages. Parents arrange marriage for their kids before adolescence. The bride is traditionally uh, okay. It's an interesting uh, ritual they have. The bride traditionally runs behind her groom on the wedding night. Father or mother of the groom holds a torch till the groom is caught and brought back. Men are polygamous, but in case of divorce, the man has to provide for the ex-wife and kids. an outsider entails banishment from the village the only exception is for marriage with boys from a nearby village called rashol by the way the folks in rashol also claim greek descent very interesting festivals there the one is called the malana shon on the 15th of august and the malana fagli in mid of february during fagli the locals dress up in cannabis leaves and demonic masks and they dance around smear cow dung on the houses etc they also have a procession in honor of the 16th century mogal emperor commemorating that incident of the silver goat that i told you earlier very 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 interesting place you must go there as of now you can't outsiders can't stay there but you can go on day trips kasol near manali is the nearest town very small town beautiful small town basic tented accommodation available nearby of course is the nearest airport buntar as a college joginder is a railway station nearby like trekking there are three lovely mountain passes that connect malali so best way to get there get to manali take a bus to jari from there take a taxi to malana it's about 20 odd kilometers and then the trek is about 3 to 4 kilometers basic level of fitness required not too much descent across uh, 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 you uh, walk down from the trekking point the start point to a bridge across the river that's a, a descent and then a steep uphill climb takes about a couple of hours and uh, remember to avoid the monsoons and winter the path can be quite treacherous best months in my opinion may Ju- may to july or september to november lots of stuff to do in malana by the way fabulous natural beauty a lovely trek strange people a village that seems uh, you know kind of set in its legends mystery history all coming to life through stories and legends what more do you need okay there's more there's a malana cream but resist the temptation to buy their most famous product There will be many who will try to sell it to you. My suggestion is don't buy. It's illegal. Enough police checks as soon as you exit the village gate and uh, stay away from it. Stay safe. But that doesn't mean you cannot enjoy this gem of a place. Here. It's a must visit for natural beauty, uniqueness, and strange traditions. Something that you wouldn't have seen ever before. That's it for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Our Experiences Travel Podcast. Don't trip on the usual. I'll be back with more such strange stories. Till then, stay safe, take care, and whatever else you do, don't trip on the usual. <laughs>